Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on not just a Monday, but a Miami Monday. Kind of tailor their show just a little extra Miami on Mondays to help you get through what I consider the worst day of the week. Just being honest with you. So going to have some Miami music for you later in the show and just give you all the Miami that we got. My man Manny Chang is here getting ready for the Florida Panthers game. He might drop some Florida Panthers knowledge on us later. But right now, let's go to those headlines. The Super Bowl is set. Kansas City will play San Francisco February 2nd in Miami. KC down the Titans 35-24, while the 49ers blew out the pack 37-20. The Chiefs are an early one-point favorite. The Heat are playing the Kings, and they're losing 42-38, but it's only the second quarter. The Panthers are back in action tonight in Minnesota against the Wild. Puck drops at 8. Doug Plagans will have the call for you. 15-year-old Delray Beach native Coco Goff defeated Venus Williams today at the Australian Open. Goff plays Czech Republic's Barbara Strakova in the second round. Conor McGregor, after 15 months off from the MMA, scored a 40-second TKO against Cowboy Saturday night in Vegas. Former Houston QB Derek King will transfer to the U. Enter Miami CF open practice today at Barry University. Their first home game is March 14th against the LA Galaxy. And now it's time to take a step into the day spa. <sighs> the University of British Columbia in Vancouver has canceled its annual snowball fight due to too much snow. Okay. In the first two weeks of the year, two West Virginia men broke the state record for catching the largest fish. First, it was a 50-inch blue catfish, then a 53-inch grass carp. Those guys are masturbators. A priest in Dublin recently processed from mass on a scooter. These new age priests are wild, I tell you. Wild. Reports are the Loch Ness Monster is a marsupial. How? A pigeon in Reno was recently spotted wearing a sombrero. Pigeon spring break. Now on to weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for no rain with temperatures around 60. For the best poker promotions in South Florida, visit Hylia Park Poker Room. Come win your share of $350,000 in monthly high hand giveaways. That's more than $10,000 a day in high hands. Why play anywhere else? Visit HyliaPark.com for details. This morning... Oh, Joe Rose not taking the day off because he actually had off all last week. Working on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And oh, so good. What were they talking about? All that Super Bowl setup and having some problems with old Coach Shula. Motion by the Titans with defensive pressure, but Mahomes has time here. He throws it long. He's got a man in the middle of the field. Watkins, 15, 10, 5, angling left. Touchdown, Kansas City. A 60-yard touchdown! Tannehill under pressure. Still moving to his right. Frank Clark chasing. Knocks him down! Tannehill goes down! Shark-infested waters! The Coast Guard gives the re- Warning! Stay out of the water! Because Frank... 
Clark the Shark has just given Kansas City its first trip to the Super Bowl in 50 years. 18 seconds, they will count it down here at Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs Kingdom, hoping, 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 their dreams have come true. Hail, hail to the king of the Chiefs Kingdom forever. Because today, the team that Lamar Hunt founded has just won Lamar Hunt's trophy in the stadium that was Lamar Hunt's dream. Kansas City is the AFC champion. They are headed to Miami for Super Bowl 54. Final score, Kansas City 35, Tennessee 24. I'll tell you what, it's been seven years coming, baby. I learned one thing since I've been here. You got to fight for your right to fight! You check it, a true eye. They're going to run it again. Wide stretch run to Mostert. Gets the edge lap. Cuts back inside. Raheem Mostert has four rushing touchdowns and the most yards rushing in a playoff game in 49er history. Oh, by the way, touchdown, San Francisco! Feels great, baby! What a game for Raheem Mostert as he passes Colin Kaepernick. He now has 196 yards rushing and four rushing touchdowns. Rogers back. Pass rush holds. He's going to throw a bomb down the field for Devontae Adams in a double coverage. It is intercepted by Richard Sherman, who will go down. And the 49ers are going to win the game and win the NFC Championship game and go to the Super Bowl. Feel super, baby! The five-time Super Bowl champions are going back to Miami, where they have won two Super Bowls, and they're looking for number six. Let's start filling up that other hand. The change in this offense, where you just dominated with the running game, what, what made you decide just to go after the line like that? Because uh, it was working. Yeah. <laughs> if it's working, you stay with it. Our guys are running so hard. Our line coming off the ball, our backs. All 11 of our guys have been all year. The guys fought hard as heck, and uh, we're going to put all in their hands. Well, we're all set, as you know by now, because I'm guessing a lot of you that are up this morning, as uh, we get set, happy Martin Luther King Day to uh, everybody out there, whether you're working or or not. Uh, we know who's the Super Bowl. Uh, I was in an airport, and everybody was watching the games. Everybody now, uh, when you jump on these flights, you can jump on apps. Everybody was watching the games and uh, everything else. Dave Hyde's in with us today. Zach has the day off with his family. And you and I, we just, we, we're a little different. Little different deal, right? We're we're gonna just do, another uh, day, right? Just, all of them. just another. Oh, you're working into the year. You know when Sports Writer of the Year taking days off. Hey, oh, man! Look at Danny. By look the way, at... congratulations, that Dave. Thank That's you, pretty Joe. damn cool. Pretty well, darn cool. Well, thank you. You know, um, I, I I have my whole Emmy thank you written out, and you guys are at the top of the list. I heard you last week saying that. So no, it's a it's a fun award, but hey, listen, it's great. Jimmy, it Jimmy, John, Jimmy still... Johnson congratulated me and he said congrats to both of us. He just was in the NFL <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> I think there's a slight slight difference in the awards, but thanks. Dave, can I, I always got to ask you before we get into all this stuff. You're a writer and you have to take you have to say stuff about people. It's it, it's like being on on the radio. You, you can't just everybody everything's great and 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 so through the years You've been able to have 
really good relationships with a lot of guys who don't have great relationships with a lot of people in the media. And I always wonder, you, you've had guys through the years that have not liked you? Oh, have yeah, you had and I've had guys who haven't liked me while I'm covering them, and then afterwards we have get come back at around. times. Like, so I've like had Jim, that. Jimmy and I had problems when he was here. Shul at the end and I had problems. But, you know, I, most I'm two for two with those guys. <laughs> right, I, I'm right. with you. Yeah, you know, there's no fun in meeting guys when the elevator is going down a little. And, and of course, Jimmy made the playoffs three times in four years, won two playoff games. And I always say if, if anybody did that now, we'd be treating them yeah. like, like. Right. Uh, who like who would have thought back then yeah. and everybody was mad. And, and now you're going, jeez. But Sounds but we we in the last twenty years in South Florida, other than the heat, we've met guys when the elevator's going down on their careers. It's much more fun to meet people when when they're going up and they're succeeding and winning and all that. It um, is funny though. You said you said something's really good. I've had a lot of guys through, through times I've I've had or have had issues with me. I've had issues with them. Just you know, you got to say things and and they've been mad. Some some have stayed matter longer than others, but most of them have come around, even though. I have gone to events and they mentioned it in the past, and you know who was, and we joked was about mine. it. I didn't talk to Wanstat for like fifteen years. He he finally to most of these is to their you know it says something about them that they're nice enough to come around to me because I can't really well, a lot be of mad times, at me. I can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and you know if you said something and they they disagree and and I've said things and you know I, I can tell you when it gets on coaches like hey certain guys are better assistant coaches than head coaches. Not every guy's meant to be a head coach and. That that pisses a lot of those guys off, but I, I still believe it's true. I, I remember talking with Jimmy Johnson before one of his shows, and of course back then NBC was was doing everybody's TV shows. I had time we're sitting there, and of course I come in and say, hey, listen, man, some guys and some of your guys have been better, meant to be coordinators and assistant coaches and not head coaches. And of course, Jimmy, get fired up, disagree. And Jimmy, I understand you're loyal to all your guys, especially certain guys more than others, but not all guys are meant to be head coaches. Like I've seen Dolphin guys come in here. Cam Cameron's not a head coach. Yeah, that was obvious. About Joe that. Philbin, nothing against Joe Philbin, who I really like, the nicest guy, but Joe Philbin's not a head coach. They're just, they're not head coaches. Which leads you to, um, before we get back to all the Super Super Bowl stuff, now that we're set here and it's going to be here in Miami, it's going to be crazy here for two weeks, leads you to some of our guys sat and had those meetings with all the top guys from the owner to the owner's people that are with him. How in the hell did you come up with those two guys? I mean, when you look at all the second guesses of the Dolphins, I mean, Mike Tomlin versus Cam Cameron. And that, those were the two, the two guys they were choosing between. And you couldn't pick. And I heard they like Mike Tomlin, but but see that's the other thing. The Dolphins have been great over the last twenty years, telling us after things don't work out, and they go, "Oh man, we we really liked it, Mike Tomlin. We thought he was going to be. We didn't take him. Like <laughs> Pittsburgh took him. <laughs> well, we really like this guy. Okay, I, I know you really like. You didn't draft him. They drafted him. Don't don't tell me. Don't come back and go. Yeah, we worked him out. We loved him. We had a great interview. His workout was great. His film was great. I know he didn't take him. The Saints took him. Jimmy Graham, the Saints took him. We didn't take him. He was in your backyard. You got to see him for one year. Same one year everybody else did, but you got it up close in your backyard. He lived at your house, and you didn't take and him. Everybody is like him pounding the table. Anquan Bolden. I mean, we can go down the list. We can go down the Guy's list. Guys in of... your backyard. Grown up. You can do background checks on him. You can go to Pahokee. You can go down to, you know, you need T.Y. Hilton. He's too small. We're too small. He's still playing. Oh, Mr. Too Small still playing. But you heard they liked him, right? Like, loved him. <laughs> I heard they loved him. Same guy, Jeff Ireland. 
God, I want to. I, I just refuse. We, we, we took a I detour refused. on the Jeff Ireland for you, Joe. So, so you, 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 you have been good to like a lot of you media guys have been good to Jeff Ireland. But I know what he's told me about those guys and how much he loved them. And he loved just, Russell Wilson, and and he loved him, but you didn't take him. Don't uh, don't don't sit back and tell me how much you loved him. Jordan. Then everybody tells me how much he loves all these guys, but he didn't draft them. Well, you know, we we had him slotted. And our next pick, we would have taken him. That doesn't do any good. They're not playing for you. So don't tell me. We've had 20 years of that, Joe, right? So anyway. uh, But, hey, we got Kansas City and San Francisco run versus pass. Two uh, really fast teams overall. Two really fast teams. And clearly, as it's played out, the two best teams uh, should be a fun one. We got to figure out which is going to wear the red and which isn't. But Kansas City and San Francisco is going to be a lot of fun. San Francisco ran for 285. We saw Kansas City throw for 294. And here we go as uh, as we get set. Uh, Jimmy uh, Garoppolo threw the ball eight times in a game. <laughs> he, he threw six of eight for 77. I'm laughing. And yet his team scored 37 points. It's pretty good. You throw it eight times and your team scores. We're back to the running game. You knew it was going to come back like retro at some point. All the fads, all the music comes back. Now now football's coming back to the power running game or the explosive running game. Larry Zonka's going to be going yeah. crazy over this. Oh, no, I can see all the undefeated team. Those guys all, oh, yeah, we all high-fiving each other. <laughs> it's never outdated, so shut up about the throw it all the time. Yeah, I can see those guys going. We, we pound. Way to go, San Fran. Keep our, keep our game going. So, uh, that's all set up. I, I couldn't help but think about Nick Boza and, and what a 12 months it's been for Nick Boza. Gets drafted second overall the year he has. Well, he was hurt last his senior year at Ohio State. He was hurt at the start left, of training left camp. The, left, left early. And, and you're like, injury. What, what can he do? What can he do? And now he's all – he's, what, pro bowl or all pro? He, he's he's at the top of the food chain for um, defensive linemen right and, now. Uh, and now gets – and this got to be just the ultimate. Come back home and play in a Super Bowl in your rookie year. Just incredible. And he's a big part of it. I mean, he is – listen, he is – ain't nobody bitching about that guy being the second overall pick, the impact that he's had on that pass rush and that front, which is full of first-round picks. So congratulations to uh, to Nick Boza and uh, and everything else that those guys were able to do. San Francisco be coming down here and, and everything else. Biggest surprise of those two games yesterday. Biggest surprise to me was that, that Aaron Rodgers – in the for three quarters, pretty much looked lost. I mean, looked lost as in uh, like, like he didn't he trust his figure out. Yes. Lot. Yeah, he couldn't figure out how to either crack um, San Francisco's defense or, yeah. as you said, how to get away from the pass rush. I um I wasn't surprised. The thing that surprised me and clearly surprised me is Kansas City's defense stopped nineteen carries, sixty nine yards, three point six average. Now Kansas City jumped out after they fell behind. But then with 17-7, I go, Woo, D. Henry. D. Henry overdose coming right at you. And if you don't figure it out, because it's not just him running the ball when he's having success, it's that play action. And Tannehill at times had all day to throw the ball and try to find guys open. And I thought that was just going to open up all kinds of problems, especially they're up 17-7 to and Kansas City Got after it. Seventeen seven. You're still saying not enough. Not enough. Well, that's the one team Patrick that can Mahomes. come back more yeah. than any other team yeah. in the NFL. If there's one team that can be down thirteen, seventeen, and come back, it's that Kansas City Chiefs, and they can score 
fast, and we saw Mahomes, who I just I thought that run as good as his passes were, and and even looking down the field late in the game when you're going, let's just get first downs and run this thing out, and he's looking down the field waving to one of his guys to just take off and go. Man, we're gonna play a little. Uh, Sandlot football here and throws one down the field for a touchdown. But that run that he made down the sideline, stayed inbounds, uh, was just fantastic. 27-yard touchdown run. He's a mobile <clears throat> Dan Marino. I, I didn't think you'd ever say that, but his release, weatherproof. how he throws. Those two guys at, are weatherproof. Yeah, can at, throw at anything. Nothing's too. But he can run, too. He, he, has, the, he has that added component as you just mentioned of being able to run uh it was uh, all great stuff and uh we're gonna have a lot more uh coming up all kinds of uh, stuff from the game as we're all set and uh, all the stuff over the weekend a lot of crazy stuff over the weekend we always talk about coming in here joe rose and dave hyde giving you the business right there joe rose he knows his football he also knows his tennis apparently big tennis player wouldn't think it but yeah of course you can listen to the joe rose show weekday mornings from 6 to 10. If you want to download the podcast, it's absolutely free wherever you get your podcast. You can go to the radio.com app, rwqam.com, and while you're on the internet, give me a follow on Twitter. I love to put some day spa ah, on my Twitter page, at Dan Day Radio. We've debuted a new show right here on 560 The Joe. Today was the first day of it. You'll hear from it next. Also, remember, it is a Miami Monday, hashtag Miami Monday on Twitter, if I like what I read, I may just read it out on the air. But that means next, a special Miami artist will be featured on the Best of the Joe Show. I got your back no matter what. No matter. I finally find a good woman I matter. No matter. I finally find a good woman I. 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 This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I'm Dan Day on a Miami Monday, so you know right now I am featuring a Miami artist by the name of Samo Million. Let that one ride a little bit. You can ride to this one right here. This is his song Lotto, Samo Million from Lil Haiti, part of that motor mouth music group yeah you gotta love a miami monday especially when you're hearing some great miami music from samo million like what you hear look them up s-a-m-o-m-i-l-l-i-o-n and of course if you've got any other questions just hit me up on twitter at dan day radio gonna be getting to some dono and duarte big news for the youth football program earlier today but first we have first take your take a brand new show right here on 560 the joe Stephen a smith he's got too much to do he's jumping off the radio for a while gonna be taking a break from at least the radio he's gonna be busy all over the place but taking his spot is a guy by the name of jason fitz you can hear the new show weekdays from one to three if you missed it earlier oh he's asking the question tough question is patrick mahomes the greatest of all time 
because you need to know. It starts with the NFC Championship game. The 49ers beat the Packers 37-20. The story in this game, Raheem Mostert, the running back for the 49ers, 29 carries, 220 yards, four touchdowns. They will head to the Super Bowl. That is your NFC side. From the AFC side, the other headline you need to know, the AFC Championship, the Chiefs beat the Titans 35-24. Patrick Mahomes, 23-35, 294 yards, three touchdowns. They're able to hold Derrick Henry, the superstar running back, to 19 carries, 69 yards in a game where, as seems to always be the case, the Chiefs were trailing early. They roll off and they roll on to their Super Bowl matchup now that we'll get between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Now, let's first take your take and the conversation about the, the Chiefs was what the guys were really hot on this morning on First Take. Is Patrick Mahomes the best ever? First Take, your take. I'm Jason Fitz at Jason Fitz, and you can use the hashtag First Take. Those are all the ways that you can add your take to First Take. In the meantime, is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback ever? That's what we want your take on, and that's what Stephen A. was fired up about this morning. i try. Here's the thing that drives me crazy. I love Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a superstar. We ain't questioning that. We're not questioning that. But, I mean, we're just going to ignore the weapons that this man has available to him. Can we not ask ourselves how other quarterbacks would look if I had Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey to throw, and McCole Hardman to throw the football to? Okay, I got Damian Williams out of the backfield. I got a, I, I got an offensive line that protects me to the point where I'm sitting back there. I'm taking pictures. I'm calling my lady. I'm saying, hey, baby, I'll be home at such and such a time before I even get, I, I even get touched. I mean, think about it. Not to mention the fact that we saw Tennessee inexplicably rush three at him for a vast majority of this game, which made absolutely no sense because you don't give a guy like Patrick Mahomes time. I understand that his running ability is a bit deceptive because he looks bigger. He's listed at about 210, 220 or whatever. He looks like he's about 230, 240 right now. All right, that 27-yard scamper that he run, incredibly impressive, even though usually somebody would get a hat put on them if they exposed themselves from the quarterback position the way that he did. And he was bit, as far as I'm concerned, he was bit. I mean, look at these hits. Are you kidding me? I mean, come on now. The point that... The, <laughs> The only point that I'm trying to make, the only point that I'm trying to make is this. Without taking anything away, because nothing deserves to be taken away from the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. I'm telling you right now, those brothers that he's throwing the football to, Aaron Rodgers has those weapons. What's he going to do? Let's go back. Let's go old school. Pick any quarterback. Troy Aikman's a three-time Super Bowl champion. He ain't never had weapons like this. Okay, he never had weapons like that. Dan Marino will Mark, Dan Marino will Mark Super Duper and Mark Clayton. And as electrifying as those dudes were, he didn't have the multitude of dudes that Travis Kelsey has at his disposal. Dan Fouts, who Keller Winslow. I'm sorry, Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. I'm sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Mahomes, right? Then you got Dan Fouts. He had, who did he have? He had Kellen Winslow Sr. He had Charlie Joyner and those boys. He didn't have that available to them. The most, I'm not talking about one or two guys. You're talking about a tight end. You're talking about three different wideouts. You're talking about guys catching the ball out of the backfield. He's got weapons all over the place with the play calling ability Man. of an Andy Reid. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you that Patrick Mahomes is great. But my God, is he helped Dan, we're talking by what he has available to him. Ever. He's 24 too years old. Too early for that. It, yeah. Is it too early for this? No, not at all. If he stays healthy, he's going to be in the conversation for the greatest ever. Right now, Patrick Mahomes is the most unexplainable quarterback ever. Okay. Like, I take pride in trying to figure out quarterback play and, and getting the ability or having the ability to explain it to people of what's going on with the quarterback. And Patrick Mahomes, to me, is the best young player at any sport in the world. And all due respect to like Giannis and Luca and Simone Biles and Mike Trout and I get it. He's the best young player at any sport in the world. And Stephen A, you want to bring up the weapons, which is a valid point. But the caveat to that would be if you're gonna have the weapons, you better be doing things that have never been done. That 
historically haven't been done. Because if you're going to have those people do something that hasn't been done, Patrick Mahomes, as a starter, they averaged 33 points per game with those weapons. That's the highest in the history of the NFL. He would be the first player ever to win the Super Bowl and MVP before the age of 25. He's got three games in the playoffs Mm -hmm. that he has three touchdown Mm -hmm. passes in those games. Mm -hmm. Troy Aikman never did that. Big Ben never did that. Steve Young never did that. Russell Wilson never did that. I just finished explaining the weapons. He's led, but what... Yes, he has the weapons, mm-hmm. but he's then taking those weapons and doing things that have never been done. Against who? It doesn't matter. Against who? It doesn't matter. Those, but the like, Titans look I'll like finish. a team of death. And here, I'll actually. Finish. And here's a crazy stat. Since falling down 24 nothing, mm-hmm. they have scored on 13 of 17 possessions. Yes, yeah, very impressive. 50% in the NFL <laughs> is 13 of historically 17. good. 13 of 17. So right now, he is the most unexplainable quarterback that the NFL has ever seen. And if he's held Healthy, right, right. He will be well, in the all, conversation of great. Yeah, he, here's the problem with your argument. The word that you use, the most unexplainable, right? Yeah. Did you just say that? I'm right. sorry. I believe what I said was an explanation. It's very explainable to but me. But these Tyler, numbers, Tyler, these, these numbers, numbers prove that it's not. No, 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 excuse me. I think it does. I think when I mentioned Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman and Sammy Watkins and, and Andy Reid's play calling and Damian Williams and that offensive line giving you all day to sit up there, drop back the pass, call your girlfriend, order some dinner and all of this other stuff before you can get touched. I think that's a, 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 an incredible explanation. Now, you might disagree with it to some degree, but it's an explanation. It's not inexplicable. It's not unexplainable. But if you're going to have those weapons do something that no one else anyone has ever who's, done. Anyone yes. who's considered the greatest of all time in a sport, you will look. Almost, It's not always, but it's usually someone who came along in an era where that was possible. In other words, you're not going to be considered the greatest home run hitter of all time mm-hmm. if you're playing in a dead ball era. You just won't be. Pause, both of y'all. Pause right there. Take away Patrick Mahomes from the equation. Just give me the other top three quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Right now? Right now. Just on the top three. Well, you'd have to say Russell Wilson based on the season. Russell. And, I just need names. And Lamar quick, Jackson's going to be question. the MVP. I got a follow-up question. Yep. I got a follow-up question. But I'm just saying, just give me your top three quarterbacks. Russell. They can even be on this decade. I, believe it or not, I still decade. have Aaron Rodgers there okay. in the end. Russell, I probably have Lamar, and Deshaun Watson. Okay, what I'm asking is this. All those weapons that Patrick Mahomes has available yes. to him. No, they wouldn't do that with him. Really? No one would do what Mahomes is doing. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't is, do. No, 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 he wouldn't. Obviously what? not. No, no, not anymore. Even at his best. I would say this. I would say this. The closest anyone has come that I've ever seen to playing at the level Mahomes is playing is Rodgers in his prime. But I, I want to get back to my point. When someone sets records like this, becomes known as the best ever, it, the era conduces to it. So, for example, um, Roger Maris hit 61 home runs in a season, ba- broke Babe Ruth's record. He was a left-handed pull hitter, Yankee Stadium, four, you know, short right field porch, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. If you look at Patrick Mahomes, are the conditions right? Yeah, you're right. He's in a passing league. He's in a quarterback-friendly head coach situation. He is. Um, he has a ton of weapons. Mm-hmm. Before he lost Kareem Hunt, I would say the best quartet of all time, right? Each skill pitch so high, Kareem Hunt, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. It's an embarrassment of riches. All those things are true. Yes, they are. Of course, Patrick Mahomes is the modern-day Dan Marino, Drew Brees. I guess Drew Brees is still in the league. He's just one of those guys. Never count him out. He made some plays yesterday that... I was scrambling my brain a little bit. It wasn't just the beer that had me messed up. Some of those moves by Patrick Mahomes. Man, he is going to be fun to watch right here in Miami, February 2nd for the Super Bowl. We may even be putting together a little viewing party with the Hawkman and Crowder show. Of course, Hawkman and Crowder off today. So what we had was Dono and Duarte, and I was helping out. So it was triple Ds, Dono, Duarte, Dan Day, although that's four Ds nonetheless. 
quadruple Ds. We are going to hear from Dono and Duarte next, but do not forget, it is a Miami Monday, so we got some more of that Samo Million music. Keep it locked right here on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a Miami Monday, and this is Miami's own Semo Million. Blessings. Yes, indeed. Miami artist on a Miami Monday at Dan Day Radio on Twitter. Let me know what makes you so Miami. Hashtag Miami Monday. And if I like it, I may just read it out on the air. It's a blessing to hear this great Sam O'Million from right here in the MIA. So many blessings. Having so much fun. Just doing it all right here in the sun. Everybody else in the world is cold, it seems, right now. But Miami, forever summer. We're forever enjoying afternoons right here on 560 The Joe. Usually, it's Hawk and Crowder. For the next two days, they're going to be out at Twin Peaks in Davie. They were not there today because they were off. Or maybe they were there just hanging out with the ladies, having some beers, some onion rings maybe. They'll be back tomorrow, like I said. Tomorrow and Wednesday, they're going to be out there at Twin Peaks in Davie. Go by and say hi. But filling in for them... We called them the quadruple Ds. You had Dono, Duarte, and then myself, Dan Day. So four Ds right there coming strong for you. Oh, man, covering it all. Actually, I'm going to let them cover it right here. Here is some of that Dono Duarte for you. Man, I feel so terrible for Chandler Parsons from the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. So the, uh, the law firm representing him came out with a statement today that he has suffered multiple severe and permanent injuries, including a traumatic brain injury, disc herniation, and torn labrum, career-threatening injuries suffered because he got hit by a drunk driver. I mean, that to me, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible, man. I mean, you've heard about enough career-ending stuff that's happened off the court or off the field for athletes. Sometimes it's the athlete's fault. Sometimes it's not. But in this case, absolutely not Chandler Parsons' fault to think about uh, – your career potentially being taken away due to the idiotic criminal negligence of another person. It's a very, 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 very sad thing, and I'm sorry to hear that this is going on, man, and I hope that he he does find a way to recover from these injuries to the point where he can play, even though the bigger question here is his quality of life because you hope that is the first thing you address here before the idea of him playing basketball again because anytime you see traumatic brain injury, it sounds frightening. Yeah, it's a guy who uh, hasn't really – been on the radar the last few years. I did see him when I when I went to the Heat Hawks game. He was you know on the sidelines, f- dressed up in a suit. But uh, yeah, man, sad story. Um, it's so weird how this kind of went under the radar for a little bit, right? Yeah. You think this would be front and center? Like, hey, Chandler Parsons is involved in an accident. Yeah. And no, it's it's been a few weeks since this happened. So, uh, best of luck to Chandler Parsons. And like you said, I think the most important thing is quality of life at this point. Let's go over to Dan Day. Hit up some headlines. All righty, guys. The Super Bowl is set. Kansas City will play San Francisco February 2nd right here in Miami. Kansas City down the Titans 35-24, while the 49ers blew out the pack 37-20. The Chiefs are an early one-and-a-half point favorite. And what do you think about that, Dan? Because my my heart 
is leaning towards San Francisco because, to me, they're the better overall football team. Line of scrimmage on both sides, running game. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo doing a very nice job being the caretaker of that offense. He's doing what he has to do for that team to run over opponents. And you know Pat Mahomes is going to be under duress for the entire game. But yet, Pat Mahomes is the type of quarterback who can deal with that pressure with his escapability, with his ability to buy time for receivers to get open down the field and to make magical plays happen. That might be the one guy who is immune enough to San Francisco's defense to make game-changing plays. So I don't really know what to do with this one. I guess I'm kind of expecting San Francisco to win, but maybe in the Super Bowl the better quarterback is going to win out. Well, what say you? Yeah, superstars win championships, and Mahomes is my homie. I got him, (laughs) and I got KC going and winning big. Well, what say you, Zach? Wow, winning big. Yeah. Mahomes, the guy throws passes off his knees and – out of his butt, he's just throwing passes all let, over the let, place. Let, let, let's let's. I think like a lot of people are prisoners of the moment when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Like they had an okay regular season. I think Patrick Mahomes had twenty six touchdown passes this regular season, if I'm not mistaken. I know he missed some time. Yeah. Had the the uh, dislocated knee. Well, he had the knee injury that looked so much worse, and then it was like a miracle that he recovered within a couple right. weeks. Right. So like he had a decent regular season. The Chiefs, I think, what twelve and four, nice regular season. But my God, did they get such an easy path to the Super Bowl? Yeah, a, a, a bye week and a home game against the Texans and the Titans. My nope. no Patriots, no Ravens, nothing. They, they had to come back my from what God. down twenty four nothing though against the Texans. That was what they get the four and the five seed. Come on, Zach. Yeah. No cheap wins in the pros. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, didn't have to face the one seed. Didn't have to face the three seed. The Titans did all their dirty work. They get the four and the five seed at home. No, the four and the six seed at home. Give me a break. No worries. They'll take care of San Francisco. I think we're prisoners of the moment here with the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody's all up over the Kansas City Chiefs. Meanwhile, the San Francisco Packers just punched Green Bay in the mouth. That's the thing about it. San Francisco scares me, man. They, they really do. And I'm not going to have a problem either way. Like, I guess... I guess the millennial side of me is pulling me a little bit towards the flashy Pat Mahomes. Although I got to tell you guys, I I already have a few like anti Andy Reid propaganda tweets saved in drafts to talk about him choking in big. I had a couple ready for yesterday because if he had lost yesterday, would have been one and six in conference championship games. So maybe my anti Andy Reid agenda would be better served by a San Francisco victory. But I do enjoy watching Pat Mahomes out there dealing. But wouldn't a 49ers victory be a victory for the Duarte types, the older school? And you're not you're you're younger. Than me, in fact, but you have that like older school football mentality that you enjoy watching the Smash Mouth type teams win games. Well, here's the thing: I'm watching this from such a weird dynamic. I'm, I'm watching this and I'm rooting for the coaches here. Like Kyle Shanahan had one of the wor- most epic collapses in NFL history mm-hmm. a few years ago because he couldn't, he, he wouldn't run the ball. And like, what does he do now? All he Only does running. is run the ball. <laughs> yeah, maybe people. Uh, you know, it was in real time, like not game time, obviously, but in real time, an hour and a half last night elapsed without Garoppolo attempting a pass. Right. Through eight times a game, didn't throw the entire third quarter. He didn't, and that's what he didn't do in the Super Bowl when they were up twenty-eight to three. <laughs> they had the ball like the thirty-yard line with I don't know a quarter left to go, and like nope, pass, 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 and they ended up punting that possession instead of kicking the field goal, which would have put them up twenty-eight points. And we all know how the rest of the story goes. But I'm also I'm rooting for Andy Reid, man. Twenty-one years as a coach. No Super Bowls. I like watching him choke. I don't know why. I'm terrible. Why? I'm a terrible person. I don't know because it's, it's funny. 
Why are you so mean to Andy Reid, <laughs> man? I don't know. Because he looks like Andy a Reid's a great coach, man. He seems like a nice guy. I hope he wins. I hope he wins the Super Bowl. What else we got, Dan? The Heat look to rebound tonight against the Kings at home after losing yesterday to the Spurs, one hundred seven, one hundred two. I mean, eighteen and one at home. I, I think the Heat will get it today. Um, three out of the last five games they've dropped. They've blown leads on the road. They haven't defended very well. I'm not too worried about today, but. I do think recent play is a sign that you know this team is probably a little bit more flawed than you thought they were three, two, three weeks ago, right? Yeah, like you said, three and five, three and uh, three out of the last five games they've lost. They're five and five in the last ten, and on the road they're three and six in the last nine. And all all those six losses are to teams under five hundred. Uh, but the Heat, I think they start a five game homestand today. Is it uh, Sacramento, Washington, the Clippers? Orlando and Boston, so we'll see if the Heat are still eight. You know, only have one loss after these next five games. But uh, yeah, look, I think the Heat—they're a great team. I've had this discussion a lot on my show as of late because mm-hmm. uh, I came out with a tweet after the Heat lost to the Nets, uh, talking about how the Heat are not a great team. Is that yeah. when you were fighting with Heat Twitter yeah. for like forty-eight yeah. hours? Oh, I saw my boy Solana was pissed. Yeah, and then the next day they lost to the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, look, what what you're watching is it's a trend, yeah. and and it's it's trending in the wrong direction. You can't just ignore it. Oh well, the Heat, nobody expected them to be here. No, no, no. I'm like, well, they're here now. The expectations have changed. And if you're in that locker room, you're not saying to yourself, well, we didn't think we we didn't think we we're going to be this good, so it's okay. You know, if you're in that locker room and you're Jimmy Butler and you're 31 years old and you have a team that could finish in the top two or three in the Eastern Conference. You're saying I can compete for a championship. We are close. Yeah. What do we need? And the Heat clearly need somebody who can bang down low and yes. get rebounds. Even last night against San Antonio, like offensive rebounds killed them in the fourth quarter. And one of the big guys that I've been keeping my eye on is Lamarcus Aldridge. Oh, sure. Because he, first of all, he's shooting from the three this year like he's never shot before yeah. in his life. Not only attempts, but percentage wise as well. But he's a big guy. He can bang down low and. Contract expires after next season. Let's get it, Pat. Pat, let's swoop in. What else we got, Dan? The Panthers look to extend their four-game win streak as they get back into action tonight in Minnesota against the Wild. The puck drops at eight. Four straight wins, Zach. Are you ready to start respecting the Panthers? Hell because you, no. you, you, Hell I no. admit it, you've triggered me a lot in person <laughs> and on social media with your Panthers disrespect. Hell the no. Cats are in playoff position at the moment. They've won four straight games. They can make it six straight before the All-Star break. Jonathan Huberto's an All-Star. He's been playing fantastic this year. Are you ready to start respecting the Panthers? Can I ask you a question, Dono? Yeah. Yeah, when, when, what is, what, how many games above 500 are the Panthers right now? I don't have the record in front of well, me. Well, I'm going to read you their record. Okay. You Tell me okay. how many. they're okay. 26, 16, and five. So they're they're ten games over. No, 500. that's that's incorrect. <laughs> you're part of the problem. You're they're ten games over five hundred. No, no. When you're talking overtime losses, the, it's the, a the, loss. But you get a point for those. Hold it's on. like a tie. Hold you on. get a point. Let me go to Dan Day. Dan Day, you're Jonathan Huberto, right? The Panthers have played forty-seven games this season, right? And they've got games in hand compared to all the teams Hold in on. front of them. Forty-seven games this season. 26 of them, they've left the arena feeling great about themselves. How many times have they left the arena feeling bad about themselves because they lost? Jury's still out on that 21! one. You're making a strong case. 21! Dan. You're making a strong Dan, case. Dan, they're 10 games over 500. Don't worry about this. You're climb. the problem. They're 10 games. You're part of the problem. problem. You're part of the problem. They are not 10 <laughs> games. They have lost 21 games. They're going to be in the playoffs. Don't you worry they about better. it. They better. 
They better. I don't know how far they go, but they will be in the playoffs. They, if they're going to go far, they need Sergei Bobrovsky to start looking like Vesna Trophy Sergei hey. Bobrovsky, but they'll get in. Dude's one game over 500, Bobrovsky. He's not having a great year. No, uh, he's that's terrible. That's puzzling to me. He's and I, terrible. I don't know if that's Give just, me Drieger uh, all day, baby. <laughs> Drieger's been good when Dr- he's been Drieger's out there. Drieger's been great. Yeah, Drieger got hurt Of course he night. gets hurt, though. <laughs> it's it's hard being the king, man. Yeah, he, and it was like it was a non-contact thing too, from what I could tell. I just saw him like all of a sudden was favoring the groin the other night at the arena. That, that was tough. And now they're they're, they're ten games over five hundred, bro. Don't yeah, worry yeah, about the, it. By the way, why do the Panthers always have games in hand, Dono? For some reason, I don't know why. You you know what I'm Every, talking about, right? No, I do know what you're talking yeah. about. For for some reason, they always have like more days off in October and November than anybody. And then and then they've got so like weird, a man. they've got a heavy schedule like after after Christmas. I, I don't know why. Every I have no time idea I look, why. the Pan- but, but if you notice, like if you follow them early in the year, like when you're around like Thanksgiving, they played like four games less than everybody. I don't know. I have no idea why, but they always have games in hand. Well, there there are teams right now who have three or four more games played than yeah. the Panthers. It's, it's crazy. It's odd. Which every is, time you look at the schedule at this time of the of the year for the last ten years, they always have games in hand. But as we always we all know, games in hand are guaranteed victories. So I don't worry about uh, not these true. Panthers. Not true. I, I don't worry about these Panthers. Anything else, Dan? Not yeah, true I think you got a, you got a question for me, Dono, about the day spa, don't you? Yeah, I do. Are there any happy endings today in the day spa? Always. Woo! Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we were talking to Clay Ferraro earlier about ketchup flavored chips in Canada. Get a hold of this north of the border. The University of British Columbia in Vancouver has <laughs> that's yeah. Columbia in Vancouver has canceled its annual snowball fight due to too much snow. Ooh. What? Yeah. You you would think that'd be the best snowball fight ever? Said too much snow. Cancel the snowball fight. Now, Zach, we're South Florida kids. You ever had a, a good snowball fight? I mean, you know, I've been to Iceland like six times. Oh, right? that's right. So <laughs> there just, actually is ice. Over I was there, just huh? in Sweden. So. I no, I, I didn't. So, but, but yeah, but you're also a grown man. So you're telling me you went over there, you had snowball fights. Yeah, of course. Really? Yeah, with myself. <laughs> I had one. I had one snowball fight when I was. Uh, I, I was on, on like a family trip. I was like, you know, maybe 13. My sister was like 17, and I challenged her to a snowball fight. And I, I remember learning from uh, that apparently when Napoleon used to get into snowball fights when he was a kid, he would really be like a real d bag and would like pa- would like dip them in water so they'd like freeze and turn into ice balls. <laughs> I did that, and I gave like my sister like a big like uh, red bump on her head because I <laughs> chucked a chucked a frozen snow. That was my last snowball. Well, somebody fight. has a Napoleon complex. Clearly. Certainly do. Yeah. Uh, happy endings for everyone. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, I, I, I feel like this person is really just talking to me and not Zach, but a texter writes in at 67974. You guys ever going to admit Tannehill has what it takes, or will you just keep trying to save face by saying he didn't have to do much with Henry in the backfield? Oh, you're not, I know you're not talking to me. I know he's not talking to you. Listen, uh, Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is good enough to make plays and manage games when there are enough quality pieces around him. And and by the way, I also think Ryan Tannehill benefited from a change of scenery, right? Because sometimes you need to go someplace else for your mental and physical sake, go to a different team and start over. I don't know if Tannehill had stayed in Miami, especially not with the way they've handled the rest of the roster. I don't know if Tannehill had stayed in Miami. Would he be doing the things here that he's doing in Tennessee? He probably benefited from a change of scenery. So, no, if you're asking me, if you're asking me to come out and say, I wish we had never gotten rid of Ryan Tannehill, 
You're not going to get that from me because I think both sides are benefiting from this mutual divorce, and I just hope the Dolphins get it right in finding their next great quarterback. Now, if they get it wrong and we're in the mud for another 10, 15 years, you can go back at me and say, oh, what if we'd held on to Ryan Tannehill and signed him to another contract? But I think as of right now, I, I perfectly stand by my point that Ryan Tannehill moving on from the Dolphins and the Dolphins moving on from Ryan Tannehill, although they're paying more than half of his salary still, I think moving on from each other was the right move for both sides. You know that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play in the Super Bowl, and on his way to the Super Bowl, he threw for a whopping 208 yards? In, in both games leading up? In, on his way to the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Jimmy Garoppolo threw for 208 yards. I could have done that. Well, probably not. Like, not literally. People, you, you know, you don't realize you don't need to have a quarterback, and we keep using this one. We don't need to have Aaron Rodgers, dudes won one Super Bowl, to win a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, how many Super Bowls has Tom Brady won? Seven? Tom Brady's won six. six. Uh, but if you want to if you wanna break down each and every single one of them, not that not that great in Super Bowls. Uh, yeah, the, the, the first couple were more on the defense. Well, uh, uh, the last year was not on Tom Brady. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. 13 last year was on the defense. Dude made one play, throw to Rob Gronkowski. So, you know, we, we can sit here and have this discussion all day long. Ryan Tannehill can get you to a Super Bowl if Jimmy Garoppolo can. Remember, the Dolphins were paying him basically a max salary, though. Another reason why it's better to move on from the guy. I mean, you're tying up so much 19, money. $19 million wasn't a max salary. Uh, I thought he was over 20 uh, this year. He was at 19, I think. Uh, well, either way, it's a lot of money to play for a guy who's barely above average. Okay. I mean, <laughs> how much is Garoppolo getting paid right now? I think more than that. Yeah. Again, like, you can have an average quarterback and win just I'd rather have a good quarterback and win I'd rather too but uh, good quarterbacks don't win every year Drew Brees has one Super Bowl Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl mm-hmm. Peyton Manning had one until he won one with a noodle arm yeah. a wet noodle I was on the back of one of the greatest defenses we've ever seen Texture writes in Brady is coming to South Florida we'll play with Flores well think about it from Tom Brady's side is this where you would want to go? I mean, aside from the fact that Miami is an awesome place to live, do you really want to go to the team that's rebuilding their roster for a number of years? Like, no, he's, he's going to want to look for a team that's ready to win now. 67974 is how you get us on the Kendall Toyota and West Kendall Toyota text line, the double Ds. Oh, go ahead, Zach. Jimmy Butler's out for tonight. Oh, he is? Yes. Uh, hip soreness. <laughs> he and Tua got the iron hips. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Bo Jackson in that one also. That's Dono and Duarte filling in for Hawk and Crowder. Hawk and Crowder will be back tomorrow from 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. Just a little Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. celebrating for them. No worries. Once again, hard at work slash play tomorrow from 3 to 6. If you want to hear more of Dono and Duarte, no problem. You can get the podcast for this show, for Dono Duarte, for anybody on the radio station, WQAM.com. You can also go to the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free. And since I'm having such a good time, and because there's no one else at the radio station and we have to fill a little bit more time before the Florida Panthers game, I'm sticking around for another segment. Gonna have some more Dono Duarte, not to mention my man Manny Chang. He knows a lot about the Florida Panthers. He'll join me next. We're gonna talk some Panthers, we're gonna talk some culture, we're gonna have some fun, and Loaded potato, as Hawk would say. It's a Miami Monday, meaning I got some more of that Miami music that you want to hear next on the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station. Over the past 24 hours, it is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day great man of history 
Monday, too. And you know what we do on Mondays? A little Miami Monday, a little more Miami than usual to get you through the first day of the work week. So you know I got a Miami artist on right now. It's Sam O'Million, balling like the NBA. Speaking of NBA, my Pelicans whooping up on the Grizzlies in Memphis. The Heat having some trouble. It's a neck-and-neck game with the Kings going into the fourth quarter, so we'll try to monitor that. Also getting ready for the Panthers. They're looking to extend their four-game win streak later on tonight. Pre-game going to start at 7 at 30 in just a couple minutes. My man Manny Chang going to jump on with me, give me some inside scoop on the Panthers, plus a whole lot more. But first, got some more Dono and Duarte for you. Big news when it comes to the youth football team. Big. You need to play me something more festive, Dan Day. The news you strapped a couple minutes ago. I'm going to be streaking down 79th Street completely nude in a matter of minutes. Well, maybe an hour when we get out of here. Zach Duarte, it is happening, sir. It is happening. After all the speculation, after the conflicting reports yesterday, Barry Jackson, my man, my main man, Barry J, tweets out during our commercial break. So, De'Eric King announces he will transfer to Miami. Immediately eligible. Difficult to overstate significance of this move, writes Barry. Pro Football Focus is second-rated quarterback in 2018. Remember, he eventually redshirted last year. Pro Football Focus is, and, and by the way, I criticize Pro Football Focus when I don't like their data, but when I like their data, I pump them up. Pro Football Focus, those are my guys. They, he was their second-rated quarterback in 2018 behind only Kyler Murray. I've heard of him. A true impact player at the position. So, transfer portal. Still bringing Miami players. Hopefully this one works out better than Tate Martell. But De'Eric King is on his way to Miami. And by the way, here's what I want to see on Twitter. All of you stooges and you clowns out there that were ripping apart the good name of Manny Navarro for what he reported yesterday. I want to see a lot of apologies out there, okay? I want to see you basement-dwelling goons who were criticizing the Athletics' Manny Navarro for reporting correctly that De'Eric King had told Miami coaches he was coming only to have some guy in uh, in Houston come out and say, oh, I spoke to King. He told me he hasn't made up his mind yet. I'm not doubting King said it, but Manny Navarro was right, and he deserves several apologies. So I want to see it. When I when I log on to Kane's Twitter, which is a, which is a thing all its own, I want to see dozens and dozens of apologies to Manny Navarro because I think he deserves it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, by the way, this was announced also by De'Ara King himself, and then it was reported by um, Barry Jackson, but De'Ara King tweeted nine minutes ago. Love it. Story is still being written. And by the way, go. you, you want to know who's now following De'Ara King? This guy. I just click follow. Oh, I was like, who? No, <laughs> me. Uh, and then he put a picture of himself in a Hurricanes jersey, and it says De'Ara King committed. He's, so. he's wearing uh, the number four, so I assume that's uh, the number he's uh, he's choosing at Miami. And man, he looks good in that uniform. How long till uh, Jaron Williams hits the transfer portal? Probably in like eight minutes. We're going to Pro- see probably that. like minus seven. <laughs> he's probably he's probably already in. We just haven't found it yet. He's listening to this like, uh oh, time to transfer. <laughs> Can you imagine if this is where he heard it for the first time? He's like, he's never going to listen again. He hates us now. Sorry, sorry, Jaron. Sorry, you partied way too much before games this year. Oh, my God. But, yeah, no, I, I think it's inevitable that uh, somebody, one if not more than one, are going to leave. So the the quarterback room, you know, you've got Jaron there, Nikosi there, Tate Martell, who has said he's not going to transfer again, although I think he told Ohio State fans the same thing a year ago at this time, so you never know. Uh, Peyton Matocha 
who uh, who redshirted. Tyler Van Dyke is coming in as a true freshman now. Now keep in mind, uh, De'Ara King doesn't really impact those guys because he's here for one year. Graduate transfer, he only has one more year of eligibility. So Tyler Van Dyke could still very well be the quarterback of the future, and I actually like the idea of him redshirting his first year and not trying to compete. But, yeah, guys, it's happening. It's happening. De'Ara King, like you said, Zach, I just found it on Twitter. Story is still being written. Let's go. Hashtag the U. So still, I, I think that my suspicion probably confirmed here that, you know, the reason why De'Ara King denied the report yesterday um, initially was because he still wanted to make his announcement. Like, he didn't want his announcement to be confirming the report. Like, he wanted to get his Photoshop, his edit ready. He wanted to be able to tell the world his own way. And you know what? He was probably still dotting some I's and crossing some T's, man, when it came to... He had the biggest know, classes. It's a good point. Yeah, underwater basket weaving. You got to get that. <laughs> Although, you know what? I got to say, man, when I was at the U and I was there during a decent time for the football program, no championships won while I was there, unfortunately, but I had some classes with some football players and I didn't see guys skipping classes. Like I, I saw guys showing up. I saw guys doing the work and putting it in. So, you know, I know there are a lot of stereotypes out there about athletes, you know, not showing up. We're only taking the easiest classes. Zach, I took multiple semi-advanced math courses. And there were some football players who probably did a lot better in those classes than I did. So I'm just saying, not all the stereotypes are true. People work hard out there. Work hard and earn those A's. Ah, feels good. Feels good, though. Although, uh, like you said, uh, you know, we did see this with Tate Martell, and it had the sim- had a similar feeling, right? But this feels different because of Rhett Lashley. Well, and also like Deere King in 2018. Now I know that. Houston is not Miami, but he at least did show you he can play collegiately at a high level because with Tate Martell, you only knew he could play high school at a high level, right? Where we've seen De'Ara King play the game very well in in college in 2018. But yeah, I think the Rhett Lashley factor is big because King, he fits well with the system, up-tempo, spread offense, that is his forte. I think he's going to adapt to that a lot more quickly and a lot more, uh, you know, a, a lot more efficiently than someone like Jaron Williams, whose skill set I don't think fits as much into that sort of system, and you know Nikosi Perry and whoever else. I think this is this is perfect for a year transition to have this grad senior. I think Derek King. Again, I'm not guaranteeing you know national championship or even ACC championship. I just hope you finally win the coastal again. But I, I think this is going to be the right fit for Rhett Lashley's offense. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that it's going to work out too. Um, the the thing is, it's a one year plug. So hopefully Miami either has or will address the the future of the quarterback position because as uh, we've talked about, you don't want to keep reaching into the transfer portal to fix all your problems. You want your problems to be uh, something that you address on the recruiting trail and something that you have lined up. Like when you think of the old Miami Hurricanes, you think of their depth at so many positions, and the problem is that Miami doesn't have any depth at these positions, so they have to reach into the transfer portal right. to uh, to assist them with, with a lot of the uh, holes on the roster right now. Texture writes in, I don't like this. I'd rather have... Nikosi and Jaron for their two or three remaining seasons nope. rather than this guy for one. No, nope. I, I don't I, I don't think nope. so either, man. I mean, listen, you, you've had... Uh, you, you must have not watched Miami Hurricanes football. Yeah. Year. That's, all, that's exactly. all I can say. And, and, I I mean, can say. and you know what? I do I do hope that Nikosi sticks around. I like what Nikosi did uh, from, from this year to last year. His attitude adjustment from you know from the outside looking in, I, I was able to see him in, in practices and um, whatnot a few times, and I like the adjustment that Nikosi, uh, Nikosi Perry made from year two to year one, I don't feel confident in all at all. It, with Jaron Williams as my starting quarterback, and I have a feeling uh, that report about the quarterback room was a lot about Jaron Williams. Yeah, no, it certainly seemed that way. And, you know, it's like uh, 
early November, mid-November, he looked so good against Louisville. You know, the, the six-touchdown game, the record-setting game, you thought, my God, like, we, we have our quarterback, this is it. And then to follow that up with the performances, and it wasn't just him, right? The entire offense was abhorrent. But the performances you follow that up with, you know, FIU and then the bowl game against Louisiana Tech, the uh, what was the game uh, you ended the season against uh, Duke? Like, it was just rough, and you're thinking, man, like, how how could he have gone from Louisville to what we saw for the final couple weeks of the season. It just goes straight. You cannot trust him. Like, I, I think this is a good move. Texter writes in, problem is coaching, not the players. At least the coach brought the turnover chain. Well, I mean, you were saying coaching is the problem. I'm sure you're talking about Manny Diaz, but offensively they have a new offensive coordinator. So you should give Manny credit for identifying a problem with the offensive coaching and changing it because Al Golden had a chance to do that with D'Onofrio, refused to. Mark Richt had a chance to do that with Thomas Brown and with John Richt. He decided he'd rather retire than make those changes to his coaching staff. So give Manny Diaz some credit for identifying problems and saying, I've got to fire and then hire the right people to fix it. You ask anybody that played on the, on uh, at the University of Miami, they will tell you that coaching is not a bigger problem than the players. Yes, that's a great point. So that's a great, you, you but, can, but people don't want to hear you, that. You can text in all you want. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, is when you have players missing assignments, missing blocks, missing meetings, missing practices, and missing extra points, you can put that all you want on the co- on the coaching. You sound like an idiot. You yeah, just do be- we, we because the bo- former Miami Hurricanes yeah. players on these airways are telling you that it's the players. All these textures that want to text in, it's the coaching, it's the coaching, it's the coaching. You sound dumb. Because I have former athletes telling you it's the players, and and, and you and and people don't want to hear it. Like yeah. like they know from their couch with their hand in a bag of Cheetos better than the guys who played in the NFL, who played for the University of Miami, who were in that locker room. And you know, let's go back to the last University of Miami championship. Who won that? The players or the coach? The players. The players. The, they had a buffoon as a coach. <laughs> don't talk about my coker that way. So like, get my out grandpa. of here with this nonsense. That it's the players. <laughs> get out of here. You sound and, dumb. And and if they if they had a kicker who could have confidently made an extra point or a 23-yard chip shot, they could have won eight or nine games. Even with that team last year, which wasn't good, they still could have won eight or nine games if they could have made an extra point or a chip shot field goal. Hard to believe, but true. Yes, Dono getting it done right there with Duarte. Hawk and Crowder will return tomorrow. Now, if you're saying, I still need my Hawk and Crowder fix, of course you can download the podcast of this show, Hawk and Crowder, any of the shows, 560 The Joe simply by going to the radio.com app, wherever you get your podcasts, rwqam.com. Got any questions, hit me up at Dan Day Radio. But I do have some Hawkman highlights and crowd or crowd pleasers, which I usually debut on Fridays. This is the one we did this past Friday, kind of the week that was on the show, so you can get your Hawk and Crowder fix real quick. Hawkman highlights. Highlights. Crowd. Crowder crowd pleasers. Crowd pleaser. Bienvenidos al Hockey Crowder Show. Brought to you in Miami. Like hotcakes. I, I I don't I mean it must be a term that people had used. Or it would make me believe that the term pancake was copyrighted or something, right? Like they couldn't sell pancakes, so they created I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch you in the face. I'm a fing baseball player. That's what we do. We fing hit home runs and fing slap ass. Slap ass. Her fans are the Swifties. No, Swizzle. I think a Swizzle did. Right. Me and my wife was in there eating oysters. She's pregnant, and then they get all frisky, and then I had to get a little more frisky. I ate up 47 oysters late yesterday, I believe. Weird turn this just took. <laughs> Baseball. I'm from the Dominican Republic, okay? All I know, since I was a little kid, 
is to catch fly balls and to say slap ass every Here's a better question. Who the hell is Jarvis? One team, one heartbeat, baby. I think a swizzle dizzle. Only one can truly call themselves the Tigers from Death Valley. I, I'm going I'm I'm to punch you in the face. Swizzle dizzle. DJ Biggie Fresh on the east side. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch you in the face. That is an encapsulation of what the Hawk and Crowder show is. So now you know, and you can listen from three to six weekdays right here on Five Sixty The Joe. Of course, Super Bowl, little less than two weeks away, right here in Miami. It's gonna be the 49ers. It's gonna be the Chiefs. Here's the final call of the Chiefs' big win yesterday. 18 seconds. They will count it down here. At Arrowhead Stadium, the Chiefs' kingdom, hoping, 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 their dreams have come true. Hail, hail to the king of the Chiefs' kingdom forever. Because today, the team that Lamar Hunt founded has just won Lamar Hunt's trophy in the stadium that was Lamar Hunt's dream. Kansas City is the AFC champion. They are headed to Miami for Super Bowl 54, final score, Kansas City 35, Tennessee 24. Ah, that sounds good. I am a Chiefs fan. Didn't sound so good when the 49ers won because I did live up in Wisconsin for a while, went to the University of Wisconsin for a while, and I grew up in New Orleans. And when I was growing up, the 49ers were in the same division as the Saints, and they whooped up on us with Joe Montana, Steve Young, year after year after year. So I hate the 49ers. I'm going to be cheering for Kansas City, but right here on the Best of the Joe, always fair and even-handed. Here is the final call of that terrible game yesterday. Feel super, baby! Great, the five-time Super Bowl champions are going back to Miami, Get where on. they have won two Super Bowls, and they're looking for number six. Let's start filling up that other hand. No. Manny Chang with me right now. Manny, you watched the games yesterday. We're going to get into the Florida Panthers in just a little while, but what did you think about the games yesterday, and what's your prediction going forward for the Super Bowl? First of all, good evening, my friend. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. I didn't realize how much work you actually do in this time slot. By the way, if you guys have never met Dan, he's one of the most hardworking people I've ever met. So it's been incredible what I've seen you done back here. Um, what I thought about the games yesterday, I I really wanted to see more of Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. I felt like it's been the same story with them and that team when they reached the NC title game. Um, what they haven't won it since they beat the Bears and they won their own thing back in 2010. So I wanted to see a much better performance. Um, I felt that once that defense couldn't stop the run, I was like, it felt again, felt like Week 12 again. You saw them on Sunday Night Football. They were down 20 to nothing at halftime in that game. Last night they were down 27-0. I'm thinking to myself, oh, another Larry, another. Another uh, Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, he didn't come on through. Um, Kansas City, what what more can you say about that team? Um, I'm I'm well, to be honest with you, I'm gonna root for them. Um, you know, I am an Eagles fan. Andy Reid fought for us for year in and year out for almost twelve seasons. You gotta love Andy Reid. Juan Andy Reid, Lashawn McCoy, Sammy Watkins. I feel like those guys um, will be the difference in the game itself. Um, I, I, I to me personally, I think it's gonna be a shootout. 
I, I hope. I, I'm looking for a 42-35 game, something in which the defense that creates that one sub, so, kind of like what the Eagles did against the Patriots. Both teams are going back and forth in that Super Bowl two years ago and whatnot. So, you know, um, I'm looking forward to see what defense decides to step up when it when, when the when it when, when it matters. The more the game, I get so. to see Mahomes, the happier I am. So I hope it's a shootout. That guy is magic. When I tell you that touchdown run he did yesterday, most quarterbacks would have gone out of bounds. He stuck his left foot in inside the ten and said, mm-hmm. "You know what? I'm taking this one in." That's when you know you have a caliber quarterback. Not saying that he wasn't that before. Um, and I heard a little bit of your Stephen A. Smith there that he was talking to, saying that, well, he has weapons. Yes, a good quarterback has weapons or whatnot that's going to succeed. So did Troy Aikman. So did Ben Brothersberger. So, well, not much Russell Wilson. But still, this guy is creating plays. When you're down 20-something nothing against Houston, you're not running the ball. You're throwing it. You, you know you need to throw the ball. And yet, to see what he's done in such a small period of time, Amazing stuff by Patrick Mahomes. And you know I got the Chiefs, and I like the Chiefs, and partially because of my bias against San Francisco. My hometown <laughs> of New way, Orleans. I, by the way, before I cut you off, I'm sorry to say it. New Orleans should be in this game. They should, nah, you know, I'm, Orleans, I'm tired of saying There is no that. way that New Orleans should have not been in this Super Bowl. Let's talk about New Orleans. You recently visited. What was your takeaways from New Orleans? Then we'll get into Florida Panthers. I'd say they have great food. Yeah. Um, great local people. Um, wouldn't take anything about it. Um, but like I said, the cuisine is unbelievable. Um, a, a lot of history. I would I would say this. It's nothing modern, most of it. But man, what I tell you, what, what the people have there is what the people normally they love about it, and they talk about it, and they make sure that the tourists know about it. Yeah, it's the only city in the world. I would argue this that you don't just live in it; it lives in you. Correct. Although now that I'm here in Miami, I feel as though parts of Miami live in me. So I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of comparisons, at least in that aspect. New Orleans. Miami being like that. So that's really great. I know you love the Acme Oyster House. You can't go wrong with that. No, you cannot. Got some beignets, Cafe Beignet. Can't go wrong with that. Cannot. You always want to go back, man. So much to do, (laughs) so many good things. And, of course, you know, you're partying, eating, having a good time. But we want a party tonight. We want the Panthers to throw a little five-game win streak party. Let's keep it going, huh? You're big into the Panthers. You do some engineering out there. When they have home games, of course, they're at the Wild tonight up in Minnesota. You are going to be covering the game, but you know the guys well. Some people are saying it's a disappointing season. Some people are saying we're where we need to be. What is your assessment of this Panthers well, team listen, so far? Listen, not everyone is Zach Duarte, right? <laughs> I mean, the man here, listen, I get it. Um, the expectations are on are on the horizon. They're, they're supposed to be one of the best things ever. Um, but I would say this, with every new coach comes a new system. With every new system comes a new voice. With every new voice comes a much different type of way of play. And I feel like for the Florida Panthers, it's taking more of games than in practices for them to get it going. Um, You're finally on the run. They're being very consistent, you know, and that's the one key word that it's been hard for them to do so far this first half of the season is being consistent, getting those games in points because every team in the NHL ends up winning five games, six games, seven games. Panthers haven't done that yet. They're on the verge of it. A win tonight and a win tomorrow against Chicago Will be huge heading into the um the you know into the All Star game and whatnot. And listen, you don't have no more games against Tampa. You know I hate to say it, those games are come and gone. You don't have to worry about those guys anymore. But going for going forward against Toronto, Montreal, Boston, those three right there. This team is is so talented. They should be battling in the top three of the division. They should not be talking wild card. But Mom always said it's not where you start, it's where, where you, finish. you finish. That is correct. And, you know, I'm not throwing any shade. I think he's going to be fine. But Bobrovsky, when do you feel as though he shows up and is the Sergei Bobrovsky that we know? Well, you saw last game. I mean, the 
the Detroit Red Wings had such so many chances in the second period. He came up huge for them. I mean, that's what Bob does. And I, I, I get it. He hasn't been in top notch in games and here in and here out. And listen, I'm very saddened to hear about Drieger. Drieger was having an unbelievable season and one up. But guess what? This is why you went out there and got Bob in, in the offseason. The, the season is 82 games, I'm um, Dan. It's not 40 games. It's not 20 games. Listen, there's still plenty of time to grow. But guess what? Maybe this is the time where we see it. And guess what? You'd rather be hot in the middle part of the season than getting hot, unfortunately, in the last couple of seasons where you've been getting hot with 20 games left. And guess what? It's a little bit too late. Yep. So get, just give Bob some time. This team he's, seems like it's built a little better this year. And too. he's in net again tonight. He's Let's see tonight? what he does. Let's see it. And listen, I have full confidence in what in what Dale Talon has doing. And you got to give Coach Quenville a little bit of some, you know, some leeway, some time. Like I said earlier, new voice, new system, new ways of doing things. But guess what? This team is too talented not to be battling for the top three in the division. So where do you think, when everything's said and done, what seed do you think they will end up finding themselves at? Um, I think Boston does on a tear. Unfortunately, uh, Pasternak's not going to stop scoring. Um, I, I, if, if me putting my... You see, I'm not going to put my Panthers cap on. I'm going to put my NHL cap on. I see them basically two or three. Two top or three. Two will be great. Yeah. Three, hey, listen, your top three in, in, in the division, you'll be facing one of those wild card teams in the Metro, by the way. Have you seen the Metro? It's pretty tough over there, yeah. too, as well. So, you know, top two or three in your own division, I say that would be a really, really great success. Manny Chang, you know the Panthers. You know, of course, our team, Inter-Miami, uh, CF. So many other great things. And you're so good on Twitter. If people want to follow you on Twitter, where do they go? Just follow me on uh, Manny C eighteen ninety six. I am part of the uh, Vice City um, big uh, fan base there, big supporters group out there. Um, you may message me if you want to join or not. This Saturday, we're actually having a more get together, get more fans involved because, like I said, we're here for the sport, but we're here for the fans, for the culture, for the community, for them to know that this soccer, that this is just not a soccer team. It's for something for people to join together, sing together, and to be able to, you know, be very, very excited about. We're gonna thrive. This is gonna be a soccer town, not just a basketball town, not just a football town, a town that soccer is very strong. Manny Chang, he's going to be with you. Kevin Rogers, he's going to be with you. Doug Plagans, he's going to be calling the game. It is next. The pregame starting in just about six minutes. I am Dan Day. Thank you for listening. Happy Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. This is the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.